Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is brought to you by Gun Street Wiring, a micro-instrument electronics company obsessed with overall quality. That's right, they're a new approach to the guitar wiring market. Because, of course, when it comes to music, there is endless variety. But when it comes to your instruments, wiring your manufacturer generally gives you one type. However, Gun Street Wiring put forth a shiny alternative by creating a massive range of different wiring harnesses suitable for every single musical style. They have a a beautiful website where you can navigate around selecting your instrument shape, then choosing between 50s modern and hybrid wiring harnesses. And within that, every single different type of harness you can possibly imagine. It's an affordable mod, and if you go with Gun Street Wiring, it's a mod you simply won't regret. Check them out, gunstreetwiringshop.com. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hi. And Matt Knight. Hello. Yes, and this week there's been a well there's been a slew of small but exciting releases across all sorts of varied uh, equipment things. But first let's check in with the guitar nerds boys and find out what everyone's been up to. Matthew Knight. Yes. I presume you've been buying pedals. Again. I have oh, bloody eBay. Bloody being really good at eBaying, you are uh, you are exceptionally good at eBaying. <laughs> I've sort of like completed, you know, I'm sort of like level ninety nine eBay. It is your skill. It is my skill. Um, I ended up uh, purchasing a memory man, which you know, wait, people wait, say wait, you wait, bought wait. one. You, yeah, <laughs> I just thought you, I'd like you just build up a collection of memory men. Um, why? Why are you buying what? Well, what this sort one of memory man. This one is. A mid seventies memory man, solid state echo chorus. So not the deluxe memory man, which has the five controls. This one only has the three controls. Effectively works on the same idea. It's the uh, pretty much the same circuit, but you just have uh, a mix control, feedback, and delay, 
uh-huh. mono out, not stereo out. Then two inputs, a boost input, which gives you slightly more volume and a normal input. And then an echo and chorus switch. Um, effectively, all the chorus switch is doing is slightly changing some of the parameters on the three controls on the top to basically give you a chorus. Um, but it does this wicked thing, whereas if you turn the delay time up to full and the feedback up to full, so it's feeding back, and then switch it to the chorus, everything speeds up very, very, very quickly. So it goes oh, like... Oh, cool. It, it's almost like this time-stretching or the reverse of time-shrinking yeah, effect. Yeah. Um, and it's wicked. It's like a hardwired plugged version as well, oh, so obviously yes. the reissue ones that isn't, are... That, that isn't cool. Why? What? Hard, hardwiring is Jay, cool. What on earth are you talking about? What are you, what are you talking about? Hardwiring hard pedals are a nightmare. Yeah, but this is 1976, <laughs> What are you talking about, Joe? Oh, that's great. No, that's awful. Yeah, well, well, I meant it's 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 preferable to the to the mini jack input. That, yeah, okay, you, fair enough. Fair enough. You have to try the... and find an adapter for that you definitely threw away <laughs> when you I bought mean, the Voodoo I Labs. Mean, those were those were um that was the standard power input on a Big Muff, even only like two and a half years ago know. you know yeah it's i mean crazy. I, I i have a, a, a small stone that yeah, can't exactly be a decade same, old yeah. and yeah it's still still it does wait doesn't the proco rat still come with that input yeah in fact if actually, you buy no, i think that's only just changed actually oh, i think the proco rat has actually now comes with a nine volt and if you input. buy the the tube screamer not the tso9 the 808 yeah it comes that with the comes same, with it comes and up. it comes with, with an adapter. adapter yeah it's sort of like why don't you just change the Plug. No, it's vintage correct. That's like saying why yeah, do, why don't you put robot tuners on a Stratocaster? I um, <laughs> why don't you put robot tuners on a Stratocaster? Um, it what was worse though, and I'm sure we've mentioned it before, was like the valve powered pedals because they had this weird like two pronged with a flat plate sort oh, of yeah. power supply. Wait, wait, and- what do you mean the valve powered pedals? Uh, like the hot tubes, the tube zipper, the black finger, yeah. the wiggler. I- I mean, Vox literally did that. What, like three years ago? Nah, did, they what? no, they did. It wasn't. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite as like weird, that. But as quirky. Yeah, as... no. What what they did was the uh, with those Vox pedals. There was. Um, I remember the signal the went the truck. Sig- no, like it wasn't that. It was called something like that. But the signal just went through a valve. Right. I think it wasn't that. That was how it was powered i mean i'm talking like i know what i'm talking about which obviously i'm not because i never know what i'm talking about no the valve because the electroharmonics valve ones had a certain transformer in them they needed a really specific so i I really liked the the hot wax i really liked the black finger do you remember they released the white finger which was a non-valve version of the black finger but for me the black finger was the best sounding compressor i had ever heard um it's like a proper valve studio compressor. It's a wicked but, it, pedal. but you could you could make it like super squashy. Like it was my favourite thing to plug in when I worked in the bass department at GAC if I wanted to sound exactly like Billy Sheehan and like just really massively over compress everything. Right, did you say that, work? That... I mean <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, But yeah, I'm just I'm just really into um old electroharmonics pedals at the moment you, you are at the moment it's definitely your thing you've but you've that memory man the, honestly uh... this this memory man was cheaper than the deluxe one i bought and i was talking to uh adrian thorpe at, at thorpe who serviced my other one he was like the chips alone are worth more money than you paid for the pedal so i was like oh wow <laughs> how about that wicked it's because oh, they, don't, don't MN say that on this do you know how many people listen to this podcast don't yeah, say yeah they're both gonna the go podcast. out and buy one yeah <laughs> yeah um and i think this thing is just you know 
you've got to look out for the pedals that finish at stupid times. I think this finished at like 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. No one's on eBay at 11 o'clock Sunday morning, apart from me. Yeah. Um, and I, I couldn't believe it. So, um, yeah. And it's and I A-B'd it side by side with the Deluxe Merry Man. Maybe that would be a cool thing for, for the well, old Instagram. Well, that's a great idea. We should do that. Um, they both but sound his, wicked, but they both sound very, very different. The the problem is, of course, they're such a massive size. Can you really actually fit them on any of your yep. pedal boards, Matt? Yep. I've actually built a pedal board specifically around this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, the delu- well, the, this one or the or the deluxe Merry Man, but um, I can't imagine you settling for a single delay on um, on a pedal you know, board. Actually, do you know what? Um, I was putting, I was contemplating putting it on my big pedal board. And then I sort of A-B'd it with the JHS Pink Panther. And I'll tell you what, the Pink Panther gets really, really close. Really? Yeah, like because it's got the tape mode on it. And it's got that, like, the Deluxe Memory Man has obviously got the the modulation side in it. And it's really, how do I put this, electro-harmonics-y. You know, it's like over the top. So if you dial in just a little bit, you're like... Wow, I feel a bit seasick the amount of like chorus <laughs> they've put on that. Um and you can you can dial that in on the pit on the um on the Pink Panther. The only thing that the Pink Panther doesn't do, but it obviously it's modeling a like a DD5 at this point, um, is it doesn't do any sort of oscillation. Yeah. Which that that was always no the, the problem for me. for me. But well, yeah, <sighs> some people want that. But I mean well, the thing is I've messed around so many so many other pedals will do what the Pink Panther does and will do the whole yeah. oscillation thing. That's um, But then again, they make the... Um, so I did like a whole kind of like shootout at home. So I had this, uh, JHS Panther Cub as well, uh, DM2. Yeah, both of the, the Memory Man pedals. Uh, you know, just a bunch of different delays. Have you got and an like, AD9? An AD9? No, you've got an AD9, haven't you? Yeah, I've got an AD9. It's still, it is almost my favourite. Still almost my favourite. Actually, they all sound really good in their own way. And I'm like, man, just wish I could put them all on my pedal board. And and the carbon copy. And the carbon copy. Yeah. And the carbon copy bright. And now the I Love Dust carbon copy. Oh, is that the one that you, is that the limited edition? Yeah. Finish one that we saw yeah. at Summer Nam. They did, yeah. They've done a Phase Ninety and um, a carbon copy in the coolest finishes you will ever see. It, you know, surprisingly enough, then then they're not like flying out the door. I guess it's because um, everyone has a Phase Ninety and a and a carbon copy already. Yeah, but, I um, um, I think they, great. I I think they were designed. I might be wrong about this. I'm sure. I remember the guy mentioning that they were a design company from Brighton. I might have made that up, but he definitely it was a UK-based design company. I'm oh, sure really? of it. Oh, that's cool. That's cool yeah. if it is. I mean, I, I really like the artwork on it. Hey, do you know what we we didn't actually add this into the news, which we're going to later, so I will speak about it now. But do you know what this this is, we're currently in? We're in the tenth anniversary of the um, MXR carbon copy. No, really? Yep they've just they've just announced um, today they've just announced a ten year anniversary carbon copy which they are doing in no finish. <laughs> what just so like a just, just a plain uh, chrome yeah, just, finish? Yeah, it's just the chrome box with the black. And I was like, oh, that's not not as good as a normal one looks. I'll, I'll just stick with this one. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say ten year on it or anything. It's just like it. <laughs> It just looks like a knockoff copy. Actually, copy, on um, still cool that it's been ten years. Yeah, actually, on that on that kind of 
well, I say it's just slightly different, but on the weird and wonderful, uh, I, I sent it to you guys in, a, in our sort of WhatsApp group, but they're even tired of selling a one-off prototype of a pedal they never made, <laughs> what? signed by a bunch of artists, which I thought was absolutely nuts. They were like, look, we made this. It got signed by a bunch of people. We never actually made it into a pedal, but here it is. And what it's is like it? just the one prototype. It's like a modulated delay. That's and cool. it was going for like 400 bucks. I was like, we should have bought that. I know, we should have bought that. It probably went for more money and it probably finished for more money. But oh, okay. I was yeah, like, that's, that's, um, I was like, that's wicked. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I've just, I've just found actually on their website, it says out of stock and free. Um, you're Sweet. right. It doesn't even say 10th anniversary and it's yeah. in Chrome. That's a shame. Yeah. I, I would have liked to seen something a they, little uh, bit more funky. They released a new isobrick as well. Um, I don't quite know what that's for, uh, but they've added an extra input. It's got five inputs now. Oh, that's the sort of thing that I'm interested in. I love, I love accessories. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, accessory where, manager, Jay Cross. I'm trying to find where that is because that's very exciting and uh, it doesn't yeah. appear to be on their website. It's still just the M238. Mm, yeah, oh, hello certainly, there. certainly is. <laughs> accessory managers so jay cross yeah. you've uh you've also been getting involved in effects pedals uh, a bit this week i tell you what um so i don't really know why it's happened um but it's because you love a deal it's because i love it no 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 <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. i what all sort of overnight all these like tc these new tc electronic pedals have like halved in value when you say new, yeah. you mean the slightly larger chassis, more affordable. Yeah, the ones, ones. Yeah, the ones that we were all raving about were really good for fifty pounds yeah, uh, or whatever. Uh, what were they? Seventy dollars? No, they were, they, yeah, they were fifty quid. I think they were forty-nine quid. And most of them right. now are twenty-nine pounds. Twenty-nine pounds. What's that in USD? So they must be. Uh, so, what, like well, where are we? Forty dollars, forty-five dollars. Uh, no, I don't even think it's that much. I think it's like thirty, thirty-five, thirty-six, something like that. That is mad. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't really understand what's going on. But yeah, a bunch of shops are selling them super cheap at the moment. So I, I, yeah. it's uh, I'm super excited about this. I am going to have a look at all those pedals that um, I nearly bought when they were 49 quid, but actually <laughs> didn't. Yeah. So like um, the third dimension, which as far as I can tell, is a completely unique pedal, which nothing else <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to try that because it's a really interesting design, four buttons on there. Never seen anything like it. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what that sounds like. Um, and um, the other one that I, I really want to go on is the uh, well, there's two really. The chorus, the afterglow, um, really mm, sounded very good. Yeah, really yeah. sounded amazing. And the uh, the analog delay, the echo brain, is the uh, yeah, the other one. That, which that was actually really cool. Yeah, I, I did quite like the the delays, the reverbs. I wasn't too fussed about. And oh, really. The, the phaser so i got a few of them uh when they came out but i said on the group oh i, I bought all of these I, I didn't at first realize we were talking about the cheaper ones because yeah. they also reduced the the normal lines so when that happened i got a uh i got a flashback and a mimic um and a uh, quintessence yeah um I, I got those three when they got reduced but i do have four of the of those uh, the 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 cheaper ones yeah. so i got the blood moon phaser which is pretty good like it's okay but um i kind of i just whenever i'm listening to phaser i judge everything by the phase 90 yeah of course yeah i mean it really I, it's I, just kind of the staple isn't it 
Exactly, and I, I, you know, if if I can't make it, if I can't make it as slow as the Phase Nine, because that's the best thing about the Phase Nine is how slow it goes. Right. If I can't make it as slow as that, then it's it's kind of not as good. So it was okay, the Blood Moon. I got the Tailspin Vibrato, which is kind of them trying to do the boss, the boss VB2 yeah. style thing, and that was that was pretty good to be honest. That was quite convincing. And I got the Nether Octava, which is them trying to do the boss OC2, which is the one that looks um, like um, Stranger Things, right? It, the logo does, yeah. but obviously the colouring and control layout is very OC boss yeah, OC too. Yeah. But um it, it just you know, it does that all thing that thing that cheap octaves do. Just tracks really badly. Tracks really yeah, badly, yeah. 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 Okay. So it's so it's sort of cool on guitar but not on bass. I mean to in fairness, not a lot of stuff tracks on bass, yeah. but um yeah. Especially when you're down tuned like me, but still, like probably the best octave you can get for twenty five. Oh, well, yeah, no, right? Um, and yeah, there's also the Gauss tape echo, um, which oh, I yeah. don't think I ever watched. Gauze. The, I thought it was called Ga- Gauze. Gauze. Ga- uh, I don't know. No, Gauze. I'm pretty is, sure it's Gauss. I think it's oh, is Gauss. It Gauss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think I ever heard a video of that one so man i can't believe how cheap they are i cannot believe how cheap they are i don't know if maybe they're being like this seems like the sort of thing that would happen if they were being discontinued or something i don't know but this looks they look very very cool so i think if you uh if you're after uh trying a new effect that you haven't tried before i mean that's kind of what we always said about behringer pedals uh not that i'm suggesting that these are rehouse behringer pedals of course um but what what we always used to say <laughs> what we always used to yeah. say about um like behringer pedals because they were cheap that's the comparison i'm making here um was that uh if you wanted to try a new effect um that you hadn't had a chance to try before uh and you weren't sure whether it's gonna fit with your system then going for one of these was a really good option and that's certainly the case now with these 30 quid 30 quid you're having an absolute bubble. I mean, well, ab- absolutely. And, and and for what it's worth, in in Behringer's defence, the cornerstone of my band's sound was traditionally a Behringer UV three hundred Ultra Vibrato. Yeah. I know that because I have a stack of three of them in the corner of my room because we used to have to <laughs> we used to have to keep buying them because they always broke because they were in plastic housings. But but at the time, like go back like seven eight years. No one was making vibratos. No, no, like, no, no, no. There were vibratos one of the thing, and now there's the you know the VB2 TC do the shaker, the vis the viscous vibe, viscous vibe. There's the tailspin by TC as well. Like the vibratos are everywhere and sort of very easily accessible. Yeah. But uh... Please don't get me wrong. You make it. You made it sound like I was talking smack on Berenger, which I absolutely was no. not at all. Um, they absolutely have a place. Yeah, those, I mean those those old pedals that they used to do were a bit breaky because they were plastic chassis. But um, you know, these I, I always thought were I always thought were great. That Chocker yeah. Trem as well, great pedal. Chocker, absolutely Chocker, mate. <laughs> love it. I love it. There's some yeah. great stuff in here, so I'm really excited about this. I think, uh, yeah, I think I might be buying some. So yeah, that is a, that is a fantastic <laughs> idea. Um, do you, any idea which ones in particular? Uh, yeah, the ones that I uh, literally said at the start of this little segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the third dimension, the uh, uh, the uh, echo brain, and the afterglow. Cool. I can say it a third time cool. if you want. No, no, no. no that's okay, fine. That right, yeah. fine. Jay, two, Jay, two, two, but but which, but which ones really? Oh, which ones? Okay. Well, I'm thinking about the third dimension because I tell you <laughs> what, Matt, you should check this out. I feel like it'd be something you'd be into. Yeah, like, that sort of it does sound like the sort of sound into. you might like. 
I don't think I, love, I, don't think I love dimension. Do you? Yeah. I, yeah. I love the first dimension, interest, interest, the second dimension, even the third one. Interesting, good interesting thing for you there, though, Matt. This actually, this effect isn't really dimension. Dimension involves uh, like two <laughs> choruses sort of shifting slightly out of sync of each other. This is actually just called a third dimension chorus. So just just want to get your facts straight just on that. So That's all. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah. So I've also been doing uh, a little bit of shopping uh, this this week, which which retrospectively was a terrible idea because uh, I'm moving house. I need to I need all my money for, for for that. But nonetheless, when you see a Baja Telecaster for three hundred and fifty pounds on eBay, wait, what? Who's <laughs> who's not going to purchase it? Did you just so, buy a Baja uh, Tele without I telling just, anyone? I, well, I, I'm telling you now. I told you what? that I had some news. What color? Uh, the uh, blonde, the black guards, Teddy, oh 350 my. pounds. Good. Three Good hundred and fifty no, pounds that's a, that's for a, a Baja Telecaster. That is an absolute steal. Um, yeah, yeah. What a fantastic guitar! I, I really like it. That's really I, exciting. I complete, do you know? What? I completely forgot until um, until it turned up what you had. What we'd <laughs> that, I, that I had bought it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that it has a four-way selector. Yeah, mate, what, what are you talking about? Like, have you listened to that's it? literally all you ever got on about. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I just I tell you another thing about a Baja Telly, yeah. yeah. Really big right. neck, unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. I'm tell you another okay. thing. It's a Telly. Oh yeah, Telly. <laughs> Custom Great. shop pickups okay. so, on that, I think. Can you believe what it? I can't does, uh, believe what, it. What, what does the four-way do? So you've got... Honestly, I can't believe you need me to explain this to you. Let, so, let I mean, me I'm, podcast I'm, that I'm for only, you. I'm only using the bridge anyway, so, so it doesn't it's, matter. But. It, it's uh, the a standard three-way switch. So bridge, middle, then neck. The fourth position um, allows you... Wait, is the, the what's the fourth position? The, is that the one, the one where the neck the should yeah, be? Yeah, closer to the neck. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closest so the no, neck no, position not. is not the neck. No, no that's just no. wrong, actually. It's no, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. Is that not right? No, it's not wrong. I'm 100% correct. So Do you reckon it's in from when one? You're clo- no, no. Right. When you're closest to the bridge, yeah, that's the that's bridge, bridge. pick-up, yeah? That's good. That's all I needed you, to know. When you move in, when you move in to the, the mid, the, what, what, what would be the middle position... That's yep, the middle. Which is no longer middle. Well, right, yeah, the okay. second position is middle. Then you've got neck, and then you've got um, the neck and the bridge running in series rather than in parallel. And that makes it sound stratty? No. What does Sorry? it make it sound like? It makes it sound more like a humbucker. Yeah, uh, it's, okay. yeah basically it runs it, it, it runs it in, a, in, yeah, just a... Yeah, it runs the bridge, the neck into the bridge, as opposed to running the two together, which is what you get when you're. Um, so okay. no, it sounds more like a stacked humbucker than a than a humbucker, because right. essentially okay. the middle position of a Telecaster is a humbucker because you're running both pickups together, yeah. kind of. Uh, and then the fourth position runs them series, so it goes through the neck pickup and then through the bridge pickup. So you just get that kind of big boosted signal. That sounds amazing. The the, the fourth position on a on a telly sounds great. That's like a really common mod for that a lot of people do. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I would say after just like reversing the plate on a on a telecaster, um that's probably the most common mod I, I hear of, of people using the the four way selector switch. Um, and it's quality. It's it's absolutely quality. And if I remember correctly, doesn't it? Is it got a? Is it got a push pull on the 
Uh, no, it's got a, it's got a, a button on the um, on the volume, right? Or on the oh, tone. I don't know. The, yeah, there's no, in there's phase, which yeah. is to put it oh, out of phase. Put it out of phase when it's is it? Yeah. Oh, Damn. there's no knobs on it. What do you mean? There's no knobs on it. There, there are no knobs on it. I don't know. They're not on it. What? What? what you bought it without knobs? I don't know. It came without knobs. What? So it's just like bare screws. Well, not bare screws, but it's just yeah. the, the pot sticking out. Yeah, and the second pot looks quite normal, but. Right, I'll have a look. Yeah, well, the 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 <laughs> wiring would be on the inside, and I assume it's probably. I mean, who knows? It depends on what they've done on under the hood. But um, yeah, if you if you need uh, a push push switch uh, knob, which I assume is what, what it is. Uh, what does the push push do? It put. <laughs> have you not been listening to us? <laughs> it puts the pickups out of phase. Oh right. Yeah. Like that Peter Green sound. That sounds cool. Well, anyway, I only had one telly, so I, can't I thought be- I, I cannot get be- one. I cannot believe we're having to explain to you, te- like, Baja tele... I mean, I'd, Baja, I'm Baja explaining like, you. But I like Stratocasters. I don't normally buy Telecasters. Joe, this is, th- this is the guitar that we've talked more about than any other guitar since we've been you, doing this podcast. You, you've talked no, about more than No, we collectively, 100%. This is the- oh, I agree. It's very good. I would still buy a Strat over a telly. <laughs> okay. Just the neck, just a Strat with just the neck pickup. Just the bridge pickup. Oh, my gosh. It's I the only pickup you use. This conversation has completely blown my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, in other news, um, also, you know how I was getting really into the all the Helix stuff? I took it to a practice and, and it didn't sound as good as my boss MS3. So, I immediately <laughs> switched back. Um, um, which yeah, is really but annoying because like, I've got to rebuild a board. Well, I feel like that's difficult, though, because if what you're saying there is it immediately didn't sound better. No, yeah, I know. That's the whole um, the whole issue with the Helix, what we've been talking about, is it isn't something for, that you can really just plug absolutely. and play. You've got to turn oh, it into Oh, absolutely. I, complete, I completely thing. agree. But um, for me, the, the issue was um, I was... Um, I was faced with exactly the same situation the first time i used an ms3 yeah um, because of course using all the internal effects i'm faced with the same situation in that you you can't really dial in any of your tones until you're in a practice situation when you can hear everyone and using the ms3 real time i was able to set up the compression i wanted a drive that i liked and a couple of other things here and there um applying exactly the same scenario to the helix I was not able to make it sound good. Now I'm not I'm not saying that it, it it can't be made to sound great. I think the Helix definitely felt to me like I was the wrong type of player using it as in I think it's for bedroom guitarists and, and metal bands sort of thing. Like as in it's great it's great on its own in a room and I think it's great when you want all those high gain sounds and those very clean sort of safe delays and things like that but i found when i was trying to trying to use it to find like a really rugged bass drive i I couldn't get anything out of it and the compression seemed to always scoop a lot of the mids out and i found because of course every effect that you load in comes preset yeah and then you manipulate it from there every preset is incredibly like like i i don't think i loaded in a type of drive or compressor or EQ that didn't naturally have all the mids scooped out because that's 
Line six players. Yeah, and I guess. Whereas, I guess, but the, also the boss stuff. Everything was very flat and very easy to manipulate. But I, I'm, I'm not criticizing it. I'm saying that for, uh, maybe the way I play is slightly more geared towards boss stuff than line six stuff. Maybe I think also you've got to bear in mind that um, the these companies will probably want they they're probably line six have probably designed the patches with um someone who is going into a guitar shop and has never used one of these things and doesn't know really what they can do in mind and by that what i mean is they have loaded up a drive and they you know say they've called it like metal drive or whatever they are going to want it to sound pretty extreme straight off the bat so that yeah. this person knows exactly what they've got there and then they can wind it back same with like delays and same with reverbs you i think it's very unlikely that you're gonna go to the first delay setting and for it to be like a subtle slap back it's gonna be a really big expansive um like ethereal delay because they want to show what it can do and then the fact that you can wind everything back is um is is you know well within your means that you knowing that you can do that and you knowing what the Helix can do will definitely set you aside from most people who are trying it for the first time. True, um, yeah. And, and I think you've just got to bear that in mind when, uh, when, when talking about it in that sense because had they gone the other way and had they gone, okay, right, well, here's our first reverb setting. Let's just make it like a really sort of subtle uh, spring reverb. Re- you know, maybe not to put too much on there. If people want to put more on there, they can put more on there. The first time someone who doesn't really know what they're doing plugs into it, they'll be like, well, there's no reverb here. This doesn't sound like my Fender amp. This is rubbish. So, you know, I think I think you've got to be careful about how you talk about the presets because I don't think that's a, that's really a fair way to... No, um, no, I th- you're, to you are it. absolutely right. And and were I to go into a... Um, go into a, a band situation, I'm, I'm just... I'm not satisfied with building patches on headphones, uh, you know, so, so, or, or building them at home through a little amp. And actually, all, all my amps at home are guitar amps rather than bass amps, so I'm... I build anything through them, so I have to build in that moment, and and with with time not on my side, the boss stuff was easier to mm. to, to get a usable tone. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not ex- I was not expecting to make this argument. I was expecting to be very much because I've loved that since I've really got involved in the Helix stuff, and especially with the sort of the the preamps and the versatility, the fact that on the last update. They introduced acoustic 360 preamps and Billy Sheehan's, um, uh, I can't remember the name of it. His uh, his his preamps that he it, that he uses. The fact that I can at the touch of a sw- f- uh, foot switch go from sounding like John Paul Jones to sounding like Billy Sheehan is is fantastic, and that those are sort of authentic reproductions of those amplifiers is is amazing. I really wanted that stuff to work because um, I've always found the boss stuff to be quite safe. But actually, I think my tastes when sitting at home making weird noises are are very different from my taste being a functional player in a band. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you actually said another, another thing which maybe we should cover in a different episodes i was having a chat about kemper and about you know things like frfr cab and actually a friend of mine who who does a bunch of stuff into plugins through studio monitors i just can't get the same feeling like i can hear the great guitar sound but it just doesn't feel right coming through monitors i don't know what it is i'm just and i'm saying well, you I'm know not headphones convinced I get we're it. there i'm not convinced that in in 10 years we're going to be laughing 
about this stuff in the same way that it that we look back on when rack everyone gear. moved to rack gear in the 80s yeah yeah i'm just it's, not it's I, very I'm weird, wondering it? if we're caught up in the hype a little i'm Maybe. not sure I mean, I'm, I... I'm not sure we are i think that uh i think that this change has been coming steadily for the last few years um i think that we all think about modeling you know people people sort of of our generation um think of modeling as uh line six spiders and, well, this is and that's what pe- that's what when someone says, "Oh, yeah, I've got a modeling app." That it, it does flex tone. It's exactly what I think of straight away is the insane setting on a uh, on a Line Six Spider Two. Um, whereas, you know, when we were working in the shop, people started getting onto that uh, onto that Axe Effects thing, and then after Axe Effects came um, the Kempers, and all of a sudden they became a little bit more uh, appropriate and a little bit more acceptable, and then Helix comes along. And it's not just in an amp. It's it, it's it's something controllable. It's something on the floor. It's something mm. you can do without having to have loads of software plugged in and without having to have a master's degree in understanding Kemper. Um, and all of a sudden, this actually is like, oh no, this is a this is a good piece of gear. Um, so no, I don't I don't think we will be laughing about it. I think I think this is a very different conversation to yeah. what it was fifteen years ago when people the, were yeah, buying right. when people were buying line sixes. The thing you're is, right, you've got Jay. to take yeah. something like a katana that does a much more basic version of modeling, mm. but is a class AB power amp, so it feels more like, you know, a real amp, you know, as pe- as people will say. And I think this is the thing. Things are starting to sound much more like a real amp. I think for me, it's just like yeah. actually having guitar speakers behind you and hearing things through guitar speakers rather than hearing things through monitors. And someone said to me, like, a Kemper is basically when you hear a Kemper, you're hearing effectively what is a really great recorded guitar sound. Yeah. Which yeah. I like, but I'm like, I still like an amp. And um, another YouTuber put up a really interesting video that was about how do we think like nostalgia like affects our choices in gear? Because oh, yeah, of course excellent. it does. But yeah. of course oh, it does. But, you know, of course it does. Um, and then, you know, then I guess the the further to that is then how does that put a block on what we're willing to try or what we're willing to move to? And actually, you know, when I've had modeling stuff in the past, I'm like, oh, yeah, it sounds great. And then I'm like, oh, I really miss X amp. And I'm like, do I really? But, yeah, but, but, but that's... It, but it, that's it, that, that, swings that 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 door swings both ways i think people are for the same reason i was attracted to the helix in the first place was um oh i can't really afford to buy an or or find or trust gigging an actual old 70s acoustic 360 but uh with line six i just got one free with the last update so isn't that great wouldn't it be great if i put my faith in this to be exactly like that you know massively sought after very rare awesome sounding vintage amplifier wouldn't it mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 
it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It'd be great if I could just have that as, at the touch of a button. And, and you want to believe that that's the case. And so... I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it, it isn't. It, it actually sounded completely fantastic on the, um, on headphones. Um, I just found it tricky to make everything sound good in a room when time mm. is not on my side. Yeah, and that that's half the thing with with any pedal. I um I want less controls, and I want all the sounds to be good. You know, I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want to have to be controlling 20 things to try and get one usable sound. Yeah, that's but why that's... why the Phase 90 <clears throat> is such a good phaser. Well, totally, but that also is the difference between why you gig with an MS-3 and not with a with a Helix in general, because you you want fewer effects and you just want to know what you're doing with them. You know, I, I have no doubt that if you, spent, um, if you spent a couple of hours programming a Helix, you would find the sounds that you want. And all of a sudden they would be easily accessible, but is that what you need? Of course. No, not really, because you you know you you don't need to be you don't need to go from um, from a smooth criminal to Mr. Brightside, which a lot of people who are buying these products do need them to go to. You know that you yeah, need. Of course, you need that's that. a very good point. And and so having the ability to just dial stuff in quickly is what we've always been into, and. I, I think that that product's absolutely got a place in the market, and I, I don't think that it's going to go away anytime anytime soon. And I think I no, think that's good. No. And I just I think it's down to the fact that we've got it right this time. And I say we, I mean you know the guitar industry. No, yeah. you specifically, Jay. yeah, me yeah. specifically, <laughs> me specifically. Yeah, I uh, yeah I got it correct. Well done, me. Well done. Well, anyway, on that note, we should uh, dive headfirst into a big old barrel of news. News. Hang on, have we not even got to the news yet? What? How? Yeah, no. How long has the podcast been going on? Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, let me check. It's around five minutes. Thirty-five minutes. Yeah, I got. Been, I, uh, I, I don't know if I don't know if anyone realised, but I got kicked out for about five minutes, and then all of a sudden my computer started working again. So I, uh, yeah, I, I, I did. I, I did notice that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where the time has gone. There we go. No. Yeah. That, that that's totally fine. We we didn't miss you at all. Okay. Good. Um. Anyway. Um. We the first up on the on the news. I'll kick things off this week, boys, with a. Oh shit! Don't what are you doing? Oh, sorry, sorry. The it, the beer overflowed. 
<laughs> anyway, I was supposed to be like opening a, a, a can um, to symbolize the fact that, yes, Marshall have released more beers. Now, we did review uh, Marshall's beers last time uh, they, they, they released uh, a load of beers uh, and they were rather good. I believe they. I can't remember what they did. They did like one there that was, was like near ten percent. No, it was it was and, like eight percent. That was a that was a blonde, which I reckon maybe is just this this same one again, rebranded. Right. Yes, they have okay. rebranded more appropriately because I think I, I don't think they'd really named them, had they? They I think they had like it was called like a dirty something or yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't remember, remember what they were called. But they certainly they, they they've essentially they've rebranded their beers in. Uh, in 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 collaboration with uh, William Brothers Brewing Company, um, yeah, they've done three. They've done the Amped Up Lager, the Full Stack IPA, and Jimmy's Treble, which is a triple blonde. So yeah, probably the same as last time because the triple blonde is eight point six percent. Jim's Treble, IPA. not Jimmy. Jim's Treble, Jim oh, yeah, Marshall, not Jimmy Jim's. Hendrix. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, whoops. And uh, the full the Full Stack IPA is six point eight percent, and the Amped Up Lager is a Tasteful 4.6, but now they're doing them in, in sort of uh, slightly better branded bottles and cans because they come with the with the mesh of a of a Marshall amplifier. So it does look rather stonking. There you go, Marshall. If it isn't sort of phones and glasses, it, it's it's beers. So more Marshall beers. I wonder how um how long this sort of a uh, this relationship between uh, guitar gear and, and craft beers is going to go on for, and if it's going to, you know, if it's if it's going to become more, I'm I'm waiting for the day when you buy a pedal with like a matching limited edition uh, sort of stubby of IPA. <sighs> but hang, hang on a sec, what are you talking about? There weren't. This is the first. This is the first collaboration between a pedal comp, uh, an amp company, and a brewery that I can remember. Well, yeah, but you know, craft beer and effects pedals. Well, there's um, definitely been others. Have there? Well, I guess oh, there, there's a rock and roll tie-in with Beaver Town. Uh, does anyone have has to guess? Oh yeah, it's Ro- uh, Robert Plant's son, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Robert Plant's Beaver Town, which yeah. are now uh, unsurprisingly one of the biggest. Um, craft Breweries beer makers, in... and actually, yeah. I, there was a note I think they that got, I actually I think had. They got bought by someone. They did actually. I just literally just googled it, and is it Heineken? Uh, they got they got bought by Heineken, which yes. is mental. I know my beer stuff, mate. Um, um, Heineken, like the biggest brewery in the world, didn't you just say the yeah. biggest brewery? One of the biggest breweries. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, um, I've actually I've, I've tried a number of the uh, Williams beers. Uh, Williams Brothers beers in the past, um, one of which was one of my favourite beers I've ever had, actually, uh, and that was the uh, Kelpie, which is a, a seaweed-flavoured beer. Or not, maybe not seaweed-flavoured, but, like, it was brewed with seaweed. Uh, and it was really nice. I don't know if it's something that is still current. Um, but, yeah, I've had that a few times, and I, I really liked it. Uh, and uh, a couple of their others, Birds and Bees, I think I had. I'm just having a look at their uh, the list of stuff. But, yeah, they're, they're Scottish, if I remember correctly. Um, so that's interesting um, because, if I remember correctly, the last brewery that they hooked up with when they were making the uh, that, that last lot of beers were a French brewery, I think, who also made the Iron Maiden beer. 
I could be stretching here. Oh yeah, there was the Iron Maiden bit. Well, I guess that's not quite a guitar tie-in, but we did. There was a, there was a craft beer once Robin that was Souls. like based on the heavy metal. I definitely remember seeing the HM2 on oh, a really? um, on a label once. Yeah. You guys need to go into beers, Matt. Um, it's just I just leave it to the pros. What Marshall? Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Professional. Yeah. Anyway, in other more exciting news, probably the biggest piece of news this week. I certainly am very excited about it. Electro Harmonics, the uh, the granddaddies of uh, effects nonsense, have released a <laughs> sequel or enhancement, larger version of something that I like very much. Matthew Knight. Yes. Uh, as they put it, the Grand Slam. This is the Electroharmonics Grand Canyon, um, which I must say, first of all, is a fantastic name. Oh, it's unbelievable. I think Jay said it as well. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's unbe- what, a, Whoever, what a great name. Do you think they always planned it? No. I don't know. To no. do the canyon and then do the Grand Canyon. No, I don't canyon. think so. Well, I don't know. But I, I reckon they came up with the, the name before the pedal. So... <laughs> Um, I think. Well, the can- when did the canyon come out? Last year, year before, year before, yeah. I think. Didn't yeah. it come? Didn't I think so, it came third in uh, gear of the year or second? I still maybe. love that pedal. I need yeah. to get that pedal back off of Mary Spender. Actually, I like that pedal. Yeah. It's, it's so basically, for people who uh, don't know, obviously, their canyon was their multi-delay. Um, multi-function delay pedal it was about the similar size as their normal xo range like the nano pog and the nano chorus uh it had 11 different delay modes and and a looper on it uh stereo in and out i think um if i remember rightly um and had a bunch of cool things like shimmer delay which we talked about on gear of the year the and and what else the most important delay it had on there the memory there no it had an octo delay on there so your tails ascended in pitch did you yeah you said shimmer. No, no, no. This one went. So if you went, it went. I think that wasn't that no, no. under the shimmer though, wasn't that? Or no, am it I wasn't. That was of... separate. It was called octo. Oh, okay. Um, Which is funny because line six called their shimmer octo. Uh, probably just stole it from a boss idea, like way back when. Anyway. Oh um, no. <laughs> There he is, he's bitter. We did it first. Really? When did your shimmer come out? The RV6, which was... uh, Actually, we had a... um, We were doing pitch-shifting reverbs in, like, the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Before it was cool to shim. Yeah, before it was cool. Um, Then we discontinued it because, for whatever reason, and then people went, oh, this is cool. Um and now everyone, you know, wants a bit of the shimmer. Anyway, uh, so the Grand Canyon is their deluxe version of the um, the Canyon Delay. So you've basically got a, I guess it's in the same size as the X series. I think that's what they call it. Like the slightly bigger ones, uh, basically a double version of the, of the small one. It's got all of the same or most of the same um, modes as the other one. Echo, mod, multi-reverse, deluxe memory man, tape, reverb, pitch, shimmer, sample and hold, drum, uh, which is like the old Binson Ekarek, uh, doubler and looper. I think the drum one's new. I think the drum one might be uh, might be new. But what I was going to say was, obviously, had they thought about this before, well, I think a lot of the controls on the top are probably internal digital controls that they've managed to realize in extra buttons so they were always there so you've now got um, an expression pedal mode 
momentary mode, tails mode, and ping pong, which are all done on buttons. And then you've got three extra controls um, on the top alongside delay level, feedback, um, and delay time. You've got a delay type control and then uh, two modulation controls that vary depending on what effect you're on, a bit like a Line 6 uh, DL4. So if you go to, for example, the tape mode, you've got a distortion control and a flutter depth. Or if you go to uh, sample and hold, you've got sensitivity and decay and swell, or shimmer has filter and, and modulation. But what I really like is the easy access to the looper. So you hold down the tap button, it puts you in the loop mode, and you can use the delays in conjunction with the loop, which I really like, which is something the DL4 did very, very well. Um, and I think it just, it by you know, if you watch the demo, I think it does a lot of things really, really well. If you really like the Canyon, but you are missing uh, tap tempo or maybe expression pedal, I think then this is basically... Out, I don't know. Sure. Did the Canyon maybe, have Maybe it didn't. Out? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but this kind of covers... And it, obviously... It covers a lot more of the looper stuff, which um, a lot of people want, especially for some of the, um, you know, for more the ambient thing. I think the only thing it's missing is maybe MIDI, um, but it has got a foot switch control on there. So you can have an expression pedal. Um, it does say 13 presets, but I'm not sure how you do that with a foot switch i'd need to do a little bit more digging into that but overall if you love the canyon i think this is an awesome step up from from that i mean i, I you you were saying where, where does it fit i think this is basically the delay version of the cathedral um yeah because yeah, yeah i guess it's the same size by the pictures it looks a bit smaller than that but i'd imagine it's probably about I, the same size. i would i would have thought so i mean i haven't seen one irl but it in it, it seems to be um that sort of that sort of size and and processing power, I assume, probably a bit more powerful than that. Um, but that's really cool because I remember thinking about that at the time. You know, the, the Canyon is kind of the next generation of the memory series. You know, the memory toy man, yeah. boy, etc. Uh, and having a larger version just makes sense. Um, yeah. So, actually, it it reminds me of when, and this is a pedal we haven't talked about in ages and i think about it the other day and i was like this pedal is wicked and i might try and track one down um electro harmonics memory man with hazari yeah great pedal which was a wicked pedal it had a bunch of different modes on oh, it yeah and i get this is kind of like a future evolution of that really because it had a looper in it, it had um, a bunch of different delay times, and then you had the Hazari, which gave you a bunch of different extra effects, stereo what in, stereo out. What is Hazari? Hazari was, and I was thinking about this before we came to the podcast, and I was like, I'm going to mention this if we get a chance, because I was like, I remember this pedal being wicked. Um, and most people thought it was a Japanese word, but it's actually a Jewish word, which means with extras. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so it's effectively Stereo Memory Man with extras um, is effectively what it means. Oh, cool. Um, but that is a, that is a wicked um, pedal. And then I was like, that would be a killer collection. Every Memory Man. Imagine that. I think, I think after... after... <laughs> this is too expensive. That is no, one. No, no, that is no. Come on, you can do it. Uh, yeah. Oh, come on. After the Dan Electro Food Series, you can definitely do this, Matt. All the, all it's the Memory Men. It's your um, next thing. 
Nerds will bankroll it. You can do it. It'll be <laughs> oh, fine. well, that's fine then. No, I'm <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a... I, I think this is one not to be overlooked. I think this is a serious contender for a, a really awesome, simple-to-use delay pedal that's not a whole bunch of money. I think it's $249. Um, I don't know if that's map price. They're saying... They're saying street price. I'm guessing. Yeah, uh, I think that. I think it was yeah, whatever. 195 pounds. I think. Yeah, it but I think it's very, very cool. Very yeah, cool. I'm, I'm surprised. Awesome. I'm guessing the once again. I just there's no manual yet, so I don't know if the foot, if there's a dedicated foot switch or they're doing something with uh, programming presets yeah. in we'll, there. But we'll, there's no stereo in, which some people might miss if that they're running seems, at the end. You've got stereo that out. That seems but, a bit weird that there's no... I feel like they've maybe missed a trick there, not having stereo out on it. Because I, I was thinking that a lot of people might want to put that at the end of their boards and they might... Because there's a lot of people running stereo pedals now. Um, so not to have stereo in seems strange. Yeah. Um, but I'm guessing they've they've ditched it for the foot switch. And I've got a feeling there's probably an external foot switch coming. Because um, I was looking at the old, talking of uh, electronics, the old um, big box 16-second delay, the hog. They've all come with separate foot switches that allow you to do a bunch of different stuff with the looper uh, and also do some stuff with presets. So I, I wonder whether there's... Um, a foot switch, a dedicated foot switch coming. The, perhaps. Just, just looking okay, at this, the cathedral is stereo, so it's weird that this isn't. I have to say that mm. is a bit. I guess you would maybe put the cathedral after it. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, if this is your only pedal, but then it's got reverb mode on it, so yeah, yeah. Part of yeah. me thinks no excuses, but at the same time, I, I think you could probably overlook it and go, okay, well. I wonder if because yeah. I don't think I ever really spent a huge amount of time with it. I might not have even actually ever played one. I've watched a couple of demos, but the Ocean's Eleven reverb that came out last year is that right? No, I think it came Did out it? earlier okay. this year. Earlier yeah. this year. Yeah. I wonder if because that f- which was very much their utility knife version of a yeah. Reverb, that's it's, whereas it's kind of like it's kind of oh, like their, their version think, of the um of the Hall of Fame. Do you think Ocean's what's the new Ocean's movie? Uh, is it Ocean's, Ocean's, Ocean's eight. eight. Ocean's Eight. Do you think they're going to do an Ocean's Eight version of the Ocean's Eleven, and it's going to be a? a I wouldn't big be one. surprised if they do a if they do another if they do you know if they, if they if this has been a success the the canyon going up to the Grand Canyon. The only thing I can imagine is that they're going to expand the Oceans. To do it, to do a larger yes, version of that. That's where we want. I want an Ocean's Eight with Sandra. Bullock I assume they'll probably <laughs> call it Ocean's Twelve. Well, I didn't like Ocean's Twelve. It wasn't no, very good. I have, don't think and Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven is the movie I've seen the most times. Really? Not out of choice. What? <laughs> there's a there's a funny ongoing story on a, on a side note that I have uh, with a colleague of mine because obviously I've done a fair bit of travel for work. I once flew to America and I can't remember which airline it was. I think it was. American Airlines <laughs> operated by British Airways and they had TVs as you do on most long haul flights but it was fixed to like nine channels six of which were like in Spanish and then one of them just played Ocean's Eleven on loop so I had to watch Ocean's Eleven two and a half times and um, it's just been one of those things where for some reason it just always seems to crop up like Ocean's Eleven and my mate then uh. went on holiday and stayed in this like um, like 
chalet i think when he was like skiing and he noticed they had oceans 12 and he opened the box and the dvd was for oceans 11 (laughs) and he was like all i want to do is watch oceans 12 so oceans 11 is the movie that haunts me forever i see i see this uh this week's podcast could very well have been renamed pedal nerds and i do promise that before uh, this episode ends. We will talk about some guitars. But first of all, Jay Cross, tell us all about Paul Landoners. Sorry? Landoners? Landoners. Maybe it's because you. I'm a Landoner. Uh, Paul Landers, <laughs> you mean? Uh, guitar player of Ramstein. Paul Landers. At Ramstein's guitarist. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, uh, Tech 21 bringing out another signature pedal from uh, someone that you wouldn't really have expected them to release a signature pedal from. Uh, so Not just a pedal. No, of course. But So this is the new Fly Rig. Um, it's a bit of a stripped back version of, of a Fly Rig in comparison to what we've... Uh, what we've seen in the past. Uh, so this, I mean, it's still got five switches on, but um, the the first bit that you would plug into is the Sans amp because uh, he is a pretty prolific version of, a pretty prolific user of a GT2, um, which is really cool because that's a really great sounding preamp um, that generally people kind of, dismiss I, but i I've, I've always felt like the the sans amp guitar pedal sorry the tech 21 guitar pedals never really got the appreciation that they deserved um i think i think whereas they're a staple of the bass yeah market. completely i mean you know the the vt bass and the uh and and the sans amp the you know the standalone sans amp the bass, the bass driver yeah i yeah. mean you know there's some fantastic and the they've always made great guitar pedals as well but that that crossover kind of has never really happened um so i'm hoping that this series now because i mean who else has got one richie cotson has got one i think richie cotson and got isn't one, there's, yeah. there's someone else i think as well someone else who you wouldn't have expected so um really cool so anyway you've got the sans amp gt2 and then you've got uh goes you've got a boost pedal um and then uh one of their uh their their delay effect on there uh which is and also within there they've got a vibrato uh with tap tempo um which is which is really really nice uh you've got your tuner built in as well um and yeah it it looks really cool it's got that nice um like sort of flat black that you would expect from a port from a Paul Landers product do you remember the um the Paul Landers Les Paul um do you not? That was, the Paul Landers Les Paul was fantastic. It was a uh, like a flat black um, Les Paul kind of studio, I guess. Um, but it had um, these really like dark brushed chrome uh, EMG eighty one and eighty fives, I think, if I remember correctly. And I think there was a push push for a boost in there as well. Uh, I'm stretching to remember. Matty, can you fill in any details there? Do you remember that? <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, Google it. I remember it being really cool. Um, we had to be really careful with it in the shop because it was, um, it was like a real flat black that uh, just marked really easily. Um, here we go. Paul Landers, Les Paul. I'll just go on to oh. gak.co.uk, uh, who presumably still have hey. one in stock. Oh, no, yes, know. I remember this guitar. Uh, let's have a little look. What are the pickups on here? EMG sixty and eighty one. So quite a. Uh, that is, yeah, that is a wicked look. That was a wicked looking. Yeah, it really ball. was. I remember that. Not as good as the Saliana, uh, which is my favourite rock styled um, <laughs> Les Paul, you know, because it had a built-in flanger. But this was a wicked guitar. Yeah, it was really cool. So, Paul Landers, low-key, uh, low-key 
decent geezer as far as I'm aware. Um, there's some. Uh, this is this is very cool. And Tech Twenty One just constantly churning out these uh, these neat little fly rigs. Yeah, really good pedals. Yeah, sometimes you you're right, Jay. I think sometimes overlooked maybe sort of modern modelling stuff has made people overlook uh, just how good sort of the preamps are, especially that Tech Twenty One do. But what what a sort of a, a fantastic staple standard of like high quality, well built, great sounding yeah. effects. Um, Matt Knight, I did promise before this podcast ends that we would talk about some guitars. Now, we haven't got through everything that was in the news this week, um, but I am going to just jump right ahead to the only guitar product that has uh, that has uh, been released in the major news this week. Um, PRS, Matthew yes. Knight. Yes, PRS have announced a limited run of SE Standard 24s. Uh, it's <laughs> such boring news. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the only it, bit of guitar news, and it's like PRS have done another colour. I think of the thing is, guitar. What, what we what we find is, guitar companies, the big guitar companies, have a lot of power and a lot of time to focus energy on on a, a big product launch so you tend to find that the nam shows or key events like that something happens where amp companies and pedal companies are a little bit more free and a little bit more fluid to do more stuff and they also have more product in a year generally if a guitar company releases a new guitar uh it's a whole change of line or you know it's there's a lot gone into it and it totally changes their catalog um so it is rare to get guitar news, but what we do find with things like PRS and the colour change is that they'll do a small run of uh, colours just for one particular territory. So this time it's Europe. Um, and actually what I think is some very cool colours. So it's just your standard SE24, um, but you've got uh, Baybridge Blue, Cola Metallic, which is kind of a little bit like... It looks a bit like Midnight Wine, but it's a little bit more metallic. Uh, Baybridge Blue is a really awesome, like, royal blue. Uh, metallic Orange, which I think also looks wicked. Uh, royal Blue, Metallic, Satin Black, and White Pearl. So um, if you're a fan of PRSs, but you've never found the colour that you want, then maybe you'll find it in this. And they're only nice going to, to be... have some more traditional sort of flat colours, really. Yeah, um... and actually just, you know, not the fancy... I you like know, them. They look top. really workhorse. I, I, this yeah. is what I want from a guitar. It's what always turns me off about well, PRS. Well, you know, is, is 475 quid. Um, you could Absolutely. change the pickups in it if you wanted to. They come with a decent trim straight out of the box. They're great set up straight out of the box. Um, for sub £500 rock guitar, if you don't want a Gibson-style guitar, an SG or a Les Paul, I think it's a superb option. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think these are great. And I think especially that uh that uh, baybridge blue uh looks fantastic yeah yeah i agree cool i think that's my favorite color, color out of the whole whole lot actually yeah absolutely right that brings us really right up to the end of uh this week's episode of the uh of the uh guitar nerds podcast we're going to be continuing over on the patreon episode uh, where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the guitar nerds podcast one dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early five dollars a month gets you an extra half an hour every week um and ten dollars a month makes you one of our executive backers granting you access to everything already mentioned plus the prestigious honor of having your name read out in one breath by me now, last week, um, I was quite close to not uh, doing this successfully because I was foolish enough to try and do it running at so the So you're going to do it again? So I'm not... 
No. Why, uh, why not? Why don't I've got? How about oh, this? How about fine. this? No, okay. no, no, no. Okay, uh, maybe, fine. maybe like what you should try and do is move away and move back. So start close. Yeah. Move back, back, but you need to make sure that you maintain. But that means poor Colin Anderson is not going to. No, 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 because you come back, and also it's important that you maintain. Oh, you want, in and out. You maintain mm. uh, a uh-huh. constant level of uh, volume. So as you move away, you need to get louder, okay. and then. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do that. That's that's very difficult. I thought you were a professional. All right, I'm going to start. Mark Packham okay, used to do it all the time, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. But if if I do that, you're not going to know if I've done that because the volume will just stay well, the same. Well, the thing is, is I was giving you an out there because you could have just stayed where you were and just said, look how good I oh, am. Yeah, Throw my true. voice. Oh, now I've told everyone. Okay, fine. All right, I'm going. Are well, you ready? You to. I'm going to read oh, these okay. names. And then okay. go. <clears throat> Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Ethan Jebediah Martyr, Stephen John Brady, Scott Hamilton, Ivor John Mayercast, Marin Peters, Golden G. Richard III, Sean Armo, Joshua Mitchell, Chris Wolfman, Cuppertson, Ryan McDermott, Robert Cousins, Rob Cool, Nate Deagle, Tucker Abaddon, Ernie Cooper, Henry James Baker, Crystal Craps, Zane, Omar, Matt Roberts, Steve Lee, Derek Pitzer, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Jake Gray, Chris Valosis, Ron Coyer, Scott Kennedy, Robert Smith, Rob Nordwick, Rob Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Connors, Mantle, Steve, Merkel, Blair, Holmes, Mark Croft, Brad Page, Teddy Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anstead, Paul Corrigan, Will Grant, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Moon Gravit, Colin Anderson. It's getting really close. Oh, <sighs> can hear it. I reckon I can only do like two or three more names. Uh, you didn't, wow. you clearly didn't move away from the mic. I know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm I'm firing on all cylinders just to get through them. Why? But yeah, I I think I think it could be it could be my current lack of fitness and, and the drastic amount of weight I have put on. <laughs> um, it, it could be the six beers I'm drinking per podcast at the moment. <laughs> but it could be that there are a lot of names there, and that no man's lungs are, are, are capable of saying so many names in one breath but there you have it you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at guitar nerds or on youtube at guitar nerds videos you can even visit our website guitarnerds.net, where all our various channels are displayed in all of their glory and you can even purchase guitar nerds merchandise and become a true member of the club that is it from us this week we'll catch you next time for some more guitar nerdery farewell Cheers, gang. goodbye <laughs>
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.